the best moments still to come. I mean, we've made so many great moments wow, over okay. there, and we've made like a lot of shit moments as well. <laughs> you know, right. I've yeah. seen a trend here. You're importing artists, coffee. Now you're yeah. going to import cooks, right? So you <laughs> like cook? Like, what do you mean, like cook? That was Subaji, musician, promoter, and also the owner of House of Momo. Today, we are here at House of Momo, where they take Momo so seriously that they have a dedicated Momo section where handmade Momos are made on a daily basis. Welcome everybody, this is Dalbat Power, your source of inspiration Nepali stories across the globe. I'm Andy. And I'm Sandy. My name is Shubaji, born and bred in Nepal, here in London, you know, living, surviving and doing some things. I was born and brought up in Nepal and uh, moved out here in 1999, August 15, you know, so India's Independence Day. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a while, yeah. Um, to study, I went on to do a degree in sort of media and broadcast journalism and stuff like that, uh, University of Westminster. And uh, after that, around 2004-05, I'd finished, you know, just kind of trying to get into the similar field, like doing like editing for documentaries and things. I was how to be a filmmaker, like, uh, you know, started to meet people who were doing music things. And, you know, I met some, uh, some people who were like kind of running this like artist, kind of like creative kind of a space thing, you know. It ended up being called as like Passing Clouds, which a lot of people actually know as just like kind of underground. Yeah. I wouldn't say really underground. Like, it's like a yeah, kind of community venue, you know, like yeah. for uh, music and all kinds of things. So, yes, and, and that happened. And then I sort of found myself like kind of just doing that because I started making money from that as well. Like as in making a living before, you know, I had to do all, all kinds of jobs. Like, you know, also working straight after university is like kind of, you know, I mean, still have to maintain <laughs> something. You know, trying yeah. to get, and the media and all these things, is, it doesn't really pay you. If anything, you, know, you have to like kind of, not get paid to like sort of work. It's more of a passion thing. Yeah, you're gonna half get paid. Yeah. The place I was working at, it was yeah, yeah, it was like that. Anyway, so so I saw myself like because I was doing nights and things, yeah, so I was making money from it. And at the same time, you know, I always had this like kind of interest and things in music. Like kept doing that for another like you know 10, 12 years, and also like started my own band as well called okay. Yak, Yak Attack. Sort of okay. Yeah. That's, that's a cool name, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although I've never been attacked by a yak, so I couldn't relate. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, because yak is from the is 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 a is, is a Himalayan yeah. Yeah. Uh, animal, and you know, so we had we had like kind of. A, Do you ever know those the yak zurat? Have you yeah, seen? Yeah, oh, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. Very that's strong. My, my grandmother used to smoke that back in the days, man, in Nepal. You know. So how did you end up from well doing music to a so, restaurant? Uh, it's, it was just like you know two things really. Um, one is like survival, <laughs> yeah, and another true. was like so. I really wanted to do something away from the music business that mm -hmm. I was uh, doing at that time, and uh, and I lost I, I had lost interest in it. I was still getting opportunities, and actually was getting better because you know I was getting more yeah. offer for jobs and this, and that, cool. but like mainly on the business side of things, you know. <clears throat> and uh, I wasn't enjoying it anymore because it was uh, like my last job. I, I you know I done so much uh, work like at, uh, like uh, programming events and you know that was a job like programmer booking events and right. you know dealing with all kinds of artists and things Nicole event Street. management right yeah yes but for a venue i was oh, okay, like but okay, mainly it's cool. a program programming all different all right, kind of yeah. things and just like and also i was uh, rebranding the venue at that time as oh, well cool. like, oh, okay. so it was like a one-year contract it was pretty intense and it was good experience but i got burnt out 
you know, wow. and, <laughs> and uh, I, I, I didn't even like going to events or seeing people because, you know, when you like program like more than 350 events a year of all kinds of music and uh, things and people, you know, I mean, the, you know, it's... Uh, you became desensitized yeah, from it's that, It's all right? about numbers and things. So, yeah. so you know, I'm, I wasn't enjoying music. I wasn't like, you know, really... So I thought, if I'm not enjoying this, then I shouldn't be doing this. True. Because yeah. Yeah. I said to myself, like, let's, let's look around and see what I can do. You know, okay. and uh, was my contract was coming to an end, and uh, and then and they had given me a flat and everything in in Camden, which was oh, like okay. really sweet yeah. deal as well. That's um, a cool deal, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so I, I looked up on the internet and and saw like you know I thought let me let me find some commercial kind of mm -hmm. uh, unit or, or space wherever yeah. I can, if I'm going to start my own thing. Mm -hmm. I didn't know exactly what thing was <laughs> that was going to be like. To mm -hmm. be honest with you, you know, mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then. It's two in the morning. I was there. I remember and Google. I I, I looked up Hackney, um, and there's like this tiny uh, cafe space came up, like yeah. which was at the bottom of this building where we mm -hmm. where we are now. So it's, it was a small cafe. This new, a guy from New Zealand setting life, sort of single origin beans, organic, like nicely kept. And I I used to come to the square all the time. There's a, a square called Gillette yeah. Square just here because I've been living in this area since okay. 2004. Right. At that time, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm talking 2015 now. Right. In 2004, I, I moved to Hackney. So you're a cer certified neighborhood local. So yeah, yeah. I, I feel you've got that the badge. Yes, yes, I definitely have you're the badge. You're an East, East Londoner, right? A, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. And I'd lived in different places before that, but here I felt like really that community vibe. Yeah. I've connected and because of passing clouds as well. When I just came, you know, I went to the music, so I, I, I sort of kind of made connection with a lot of people who still live around here, mm -hmm. and then, you know. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, so I found that place yeah. uh, online, and then um, and then the idea popped in my head because uh, I was in Nepal a year before I met like some people who were selling organic Nepali coffee and things like that. Mm -hmm. I thought, let's do this, you know. So I got like you know beans from Nepal. So I'm going to start coffee. So I started like you know looking into coffee business and things, and then I imported like you know uh, uh, beans from Nepal, green beans. Mm -hmm. right. Went around look, you know. And at first, I got the shop. Uh, and also the shop, I had to kind of convince him because he had other offers as well. Right. So, but he was, he was cool because, you know, he thought it would be cool to have like a Nepalese organic coffee. And I had also said Momo at that time. Uh, so okay, Momo okay. wasn't my main thing, to be honest with you. Okay, yeah. that was your side hustle. You had promised that as part of the deal to sweeten it. it. Was, there was food as well there. Okay. Uh, okay. He was selling like, you know, uh, cafe food, like you know, sandwiches, yeah. wraps mm -hmm. and all these kind of things. And, um, and I said, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do Nepali coffee and also I'll, I'll do Momo as well. So, you know. That's so cool, but. Uh, yeah, but. Um, interesting concept. Yeah. yeah. Momo and coffee. Yeah. yeah. And, other, and, and, and when I started, like I was doing other foods as well. You know, when he, Momo was, it wasn't really, uh, the, the space wasn't like adequate to actually like make yeah. Momo's day or like. You Let know, me ask you a serious question. Did you know how to make Momo? I've never had to make momos. So, you know, at that time, I was actually going and buying frozen momos from Nepali uh, shops. Okay. Ah, okay. All right. You know, but first Very resourceful, you know, right? Yeah, and, and just like kind of because okay. you had to, or, or making it before, or mm -hmm. freezing it, and and uh, like, and then I had like, the food menu was like, you know, I had wraps and uh, dal soup, you know, I would even like make like a bara kind of pancake thing, oh, but I'll, yeah, do, yeah. I'll do fusion yeah. you know, with ham and cheese and, yeah. uh -huh. um, you know, healthy stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? And that kitchen I had wasn't like a full on kitchen, you know, I didn't even have extract or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I just had like a little like uh, electric cooker. Mm -hmm. 
like just like you know the single ones. Yeah. You had to do work with so, one. So it was toasty. Right? It was to, toasty. Yeah. So it was an A one license. What they call it over oh, here. Okay, it wasn't yeah. like uh, if the, even the premise itself wasn't like kind of uh, you know I had to build it up to what it is now. It wasn't because, a full full on kitchen before. No, this was this is like a bedsit house, oh. and then uh, on the ground floor there was just like kind of you know they call it mixed use. Property, All right. You yeah. know, so it's on the ground floor. You know, it was, uh, and the license was A one, which is basically for shops mm-hmm. and uh, cafes, like cafe also in a way, just like toast things or yeah. juice, and you know, not full on cooking and things. Oh, you know, okay. so so that's how I started basically, and uh, none of the upstairs was uh, accessible. You know, so yeah. So and uh, answer to answer your question, I guess I mean. You know what I mean? We all got to hustle. We got to work. We got to <laughs> yeah, make yeah, the money, yeah. right? It's I mean, like there's, town, no, yeah. there's a there's no two unless you you know you've got money behind you or whatever you or your parents mm-hmm. are rich enough like to spoil you that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. that was number one, and uh, and then number two was to do something, invest in my own business. Do you know what I mean? Invest because it felt like you know I had come to a point where I'd like got enough experience okay. working for other people, different organization, all these different you know because. Living in London and coming as a young person here, I was like 20, 21, 21. <laughs> and so you, yeah, and starting, you had to do so many jobs, okay? Yeah. Like, I just, I, I just sometimes feel like I've done like all kinds of jobs that there is in London, do you know what I mean? Uh, and uh, so it just felt like, you know, at that point, maybe I'd come to a point where I should just invest in my mm. own thing, you know, because, I, and I think it's important, like whether you want to do your own business, you don't want to do not, but it's, it's good to understand how, you know, businesses can work. Why yeah. Momos though? Why, why did you choose to go with Momos? Because well, it's quite uh, labor intensive. It is, it is. And you know, the first year, like when I was doing the Momos, it was called side locking. People will come to the place, people were very drawn to the Momos side of things. After the first year, I spoke to my landlord because I wanted to expand my space a little bit in the yeah. back. He said, like, you have to take a whole house because there's like five tenants upstairs. You can't do it, you know. So I said, okay, I'll lease the house then. And then I was closed for like a few months at that time. Um, uh, and uh, then that's when I sort of uh, kind of uh, had like time to think. So in all the things I had done before that here, so I thought like, you know, let me make it around more because this, with the coffee thing was, you know, I'd sold out all the coffee, you know, I was okay. like making the coffees over here and also selling them in packages. I sold them out, but you know, but the the, the, the supply from Nepal wasn't consistent, mm-hmm. you know, and also there's, you know, so I thought like, you know, I don't want to like sort of base my business around something, uh, Nepali coffee or whatever, like, and then not have like consistent supply. That's just, yeah. but Momo, I thought like, you know, it's something maybe I could produce in London. And if I get people to do it all like, you know, and, and, uh, and then I started like, you know, hiring people to do here in the beginning, I was actually outsourcing it. Uh, there was lady who's like, you know, supply. And later on, I thought like, you know, I, I needed this. So, but, you know, but, but at the same time, the, the, the space, wasn't adequate to begin with mm. so you know i have to gradually kind of you know you build it up right yeah, modular uh, yeah. but one thing that strikes your you know your uh, restaurant has this unique uh look to it because i, I mean i first saw it on instagram right oh. so the food is instagram friendly yeah. it's decorated almost in a way that you know is not traditional but yeah. it's like what do you call it bastardized or modernized right yeah, yeah. and also the nepalese restaurants i've been to around and something prob- sandy probably you've been around is yeah. the you know the community the Nepali the slash Gurkha ones right yeah, yeah, yeah. where you have the slash Indian yeah. and you have all the, the, the clientele is usually 
people in the community, eh, mm. Nepali, yeah. and the people yeah. who've been to Nepal, the trickers and yeah. everything, yeah. and the Gurkha people and everything. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's the only people you'll yeah. see. But why strike me, like I said, your food is uh, eye candy friendly. And then also that uh, a lot of Westerners come here. It's not that, you know, the crowd that's, mm. you know, Nepali, right? So yeah, you've got a very mixed clientele. Yeah. 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 It's a mixed crowd, yeah. And it's good exposure, I think, A, for Nepali food, yeah. and B, it, yeah. it it is a different approach to it, so mm-hmm. I think that's been successful. Mm-hmm. But uh, what with that as well, the the uh, one of the things is you're always right w- w- walking this fine line, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, people, Nepali people, are like, um, you know, I need twelve pieces of momo or known momo masala, right? There's mm-hmm. the there's the there's one camp who's authentic, and there's one camp who's like. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to accommodate for a Western palate mm-hmm. because they're not going to have the same spice level, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. so that's that fine line you do, right? Mm-hmm. So, what would you describe your food as? To be honest with you, you know, I try to keep it authentic as much as possible, mm-hmm. the taste-wise, and um, of course, the 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 the, the heat level, the, the chili yeah. side of things. You know, you want to keep it at a, you know, to be honest with you personally, I I don't even like that hot in everything, right? So um, I wouldn't say necessarily we have like catered to the, but you know, I mean, like for, for example, like you know, the, our like curries that we make, the vegetables, you know, we steam that instead of like you know, frying it, and we you know sort of adapt those kind of sort of things. Yeah, different way of doing yeah. things, yeah. and we keep the fresh food. And, and Nepali taste is there, but uh, um, would yeah, you the, say it was an evolution then, or kind it, of like it, it modified? Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, we I, I guess we're serving whatever we are capable of and yeah. what we like, I guess, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, like, to be honest with you, if you ask me personally, the best moments still to come. I mean, we've made so many great moments wow, over okay. here. Mm. And we have made, like, a lot of shit moments as well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. okay. And, uh, and yeah. it, it, you know, it happens everywhere. Even if you go, like, you know... There's Mitchell, consistency Mitchell, issues Mitchell with Momo, right? Yeah. yeah. Momo's, you know, like, food business in general, I mean, like, you know, is, is like, you know... Uh, it's like that. I mean, like, you know, uh, it can, you know, you have your up and downs, you mm. know what I mean? And, uh, but Momo is like, uh, it can be standardized and it can be like, you know, I mean, I, I'm just like learning as I go along, to be honest with you, you know, I mean, it's been like since 2016 where it became sort of house. Okay. Momo. Yeah. Everything around making Momo is, is, is what is, is difficult, you know, I mean, managing staff. And now we are open like seven days a week, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and then we we make fresh fresh momos over here, and you know we've got the mm-hmm. cooks uh, uh, doing the cookings there, and the guys were like serving downstairs. You know, I mean that process is just to mm-hmm. organize that and like people around it to, to for, the, for the operation for the. That's mo- a big and, operation, yeah. You know, and it's uh, it's 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 small size business, but the but the mo- the movement is consistent. Mm. You know, I mean it's quite tiring. You know, I mean and uh, and and just to be able to, I, I feel I'm at a place like like. I'm like kind of, okay, it's on track, but it's still like not like, you know, stable, you know. And that's just all because like who I am, to be honest with you. you okay, know? I mean, yeah. if anyone else was in my place, I'm sure they would do like 100 times better because, you know, they, they would, I don't know, have better business acumen than I have because I'm not from that background, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I do things differently. But yeah, definitely. I think you have something special. And uh, like you said, there's a lot of restaurants are using these pre-made momos and stuff. I can mm. see right now we're in your uh, office upstairs and you've got like four cameras downstairs. And there's mm. one kitchen where three people are consistently making handmade momos. So mm-hmm. when we talk, talk about authenticity, the way it's being made is definitely that's what it's I mean, true. You know that's what I mean? there, and, yeah. and that's why I wanted to like sort of give people the experience of mm. that because that hadn't been done in uh, in London apart from, you know, Nepali areas. When you go to Nepali mm. areas, yeah. you know, you'll have a momo puzzle and you'll go there, you get like yeah. you know, 10 mm. pieces of momo. Yeah. Plates just steamed by the you know DD over there or whatever you know. Hmm. Um, so I mean, I, I think it's quite unique because you've got like chefs who specialize just in momo. You know, you have people just making 
kind of yeah. Momo. You've got a Momo kitchen, which I, I believe a lot of uh, restaurants here don't have, right? Uh, I believe like people like, tend you know, to kind of it's cross just Momo's, it's like, and, and if you were to do like something like this, like, you know, it's quite like you guys said, like, you know, it's quite laborious, you yeah. know, it's time consuming because, you yeah. know, I mean, and then, you know, you're not like selling few Momo's with six quid or whatever, you yeah. know, I mean, we're like giving people 10 or five, whatever. And, and, and that being a man, people come for that. So, yeah. you know, you have to consistently produce that and it's, it's, it's relentless. And just, just in case for for our listeners who's listening, uh, who are listening, like I saw, told you visually what it tastes like. I, I mean, what it looks like. The taste wise as well. I mean, when I say authentic, in, I my personally, I don't think anything has to be authentic yeah, as long yeah. as it yeah. has a foundation or history. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you can evolve it as long as it tastes good, right? And and also, people like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and also like in Nepal, like you know, we've got like so many different taste yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, if you eat Thakali khana, is different to mm-hmm. Newari khana. Yeah. yeah, I know East Nepal people have different tastes, you know, different yeah. food that other. So, uh, within Nepal as well, there is like a lot of like kind of uh, you know variations, but right? which is a great yeah. thing, you know. Do you know what I mean? And uh, and gradually, I've been I would like to sort of you know also bring those elements as well. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, but I'm still learning to be honest mm. with you, and 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 uh, we are now at a point where we can like start hiring like you know proper chefs because before. We, we weren't ready, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, as you know, uh, a proper headship kind of, uh, like, proper qualified people wouldn't come to a space where they don't think it's, like, inadequately kind of uh, the, the, the infrastructure's there, you know? So now we have, we have a team, we've got, like, two kitchens and we've got, like, you know, Momo prep room and things like that. It's become so, operation, so yeah. So someone, like, with that kind of a leadership quality, and then we are, like, in the process of actually uh, getting a sponsorship license that we can, like, get a headship from Nepal. Oh, that's yeah. so cool, yeah. And uh, because there is... A huge lack of experience yeah. cook in, okay, in yeah. UK. That's cool. Um, a lot of the CVs we're getting now are all from Nepal or India, all Nepalese guys, but they're mm-hmm. like, and it's proper, you know, because they're into like management or hotel manager, chef schools or whatever. What, what, what is it in a Momo Chef's interview question? So what kind of questions would you, have? how many can you make in one yeah, hour? I right? mean, the thing is, what do not, you put masala or not? I mean, Momo is like something that needs, I mean, Momo is, because we make other foods as well. Mm-hmm. In House of Momo, yes, we are about the Momos, but you know, people come here for the curries. Yeah, you know, we do definitely. the noodles and we want to, uh, keep adding you know uh, items so we have the and, and the way we are doing it is 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 fresh you know and and it's uh, you know we use good quality ingredients so you need like a head chef kind of person to like kind of manage all that food and also like kind of uh, you know uh, way when your operation gets to a point where uh, you know where it needs a lot of managing you need someone who's educated and who's qualified and who's not just like, you know, sort of been here in UK and they've ended up working in a restaurant because you have to, you know, work like four or five years and yeah, right. they know how to make the curry, they know how to make, but you need, you need to be able to cost things, you know, you need yeah. to be able to talk to, uh, with, uh, with me, you know, about ideas of food and like breaking yeah. down there and like kind of, um, organize and manage that, you know, streamline it, train people, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, a lot of the heads of guys, they don't even necessarily cooks because they, they have a team there already, do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, so. And also because I do want to like kind of uh, give people not just like authentic taste of Nepal, but also evolving taste of Nepal. Yeah. You know what these yeah. talented chefs can do. Mm. That's you cool. Know? Yeah. So so I'm I'm trying to bring have some Momo at that point. And yes, I mean, and Momos Momos will be there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and that's our thing. But we also want to start adding dishes, other curries, or yeah. things. Because you, know? you already have Italians. Uh, we were sitting down and eating outside uh, today, and then yeah. there was a woman behind us, and she's going. 
She had the what was it? What did she have, Sandy? The, she had a talia. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, people love the talia. Yeah, they love the it. The amount of people come here for curries is a lot of people come here like they don't even eat momos. Mm. So of course they eat the momos too. But other yeah. dishes are as popular as Momo. Yeah, I mean, the Tali, so, she was saying, 8.50 for this fucking thing? Wow, yeah. my God, she's going yeah, crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, and then, and she's eating, eating it with yeah. chopsticks. And yeah, yeah and chopsticks. That's, that's one thing I had to really get used to. Like, even still now, when I see people eating with Dalba Tali with, like, a chopstick, man, I get, like, you know, my brain starts, like, you know, I get, like, you know, I get spastic, man. Like, I don't you, know, you're talking about educating your staff. Educate your patrons, the restaurant yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gangsters yeah, eating yeah. with chopsticks, dalbat. Yeah. So, so now that you mentioned like dalbat's quite popular as well, how did you manage to kind of, I guess, promote or get a different non-Nepali crowd to kind of? Well, I mean, be into momo and curry as well. Because of the area I'm in as well, there are not many Nepalese people around here at all. Yeah, uh, and uh, it's we're in Hackney, like more like Dalston, that more like we're on the border of Hackney and Islington. On yeah. one side, I've got Islington. And I'm, I'm, I'm on the Hackney side right here, so I get a lot of people from Islington as well. And uh, not many Nepali people here, but you know, we get people from all over the world. It's a UN. Yeah, and, I and see. And also it. Nepali people are traveling from different places and coming here to eat. And we got regular Nepali people who come here. And that that is, I mean, no, we appreciate that because, you know what I mean? They come, they eat, they like it, you know, up, you know and, it, and it's good. And that's, that's important as well for mm. me, you know, for them to like it because I don't want to be... You can't, at the end of the day, you can't, you know, make everyone happy, you know, yeah. with, no. with food, you know. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess like, you know, we, we're just using fresh stuff in it. You know, we, we you know, it's laborious. What we, you know, we chop the bloody tomatoes and uh, we, you know, I mean, we, you, you do, can taste it. Yeah. We, we, we chop the, like, garlic you, make, and the, you know, all the gingers and things, you know, we, we, we make it fresh as much as possible. You, you know? make your own noodles as well, right? And we make our own noodles as well. So, you know, it's, it's few things, but we you know we put a lot of effort into it and people recognize that. And you know what? People are looking for something real these days. Mm, yeah, you know, that's Especially true. in places like London, you know, I mean, people know everything. They've experienced everything. They've eaten everything. People want something real. Yeah. And I think that's what they're like sort of getting to house at the moment. I mean, you you mentioned your struggles about uh, in terms of getting this place set up, running. And would you say from your experience, uh, I guess staff management has been the biggest struggle, the biggest challenge? In a small business running. like this, yes. And uh, so that's why I'm now I'm like sort of starting to think about like kind of, uh, you know, sort of getting a bigger production unit just dedicated to making momos. So mm -hmm. that at restaurants we can, you know, like, you know, do more like kind of innovative things and like sort of spend our time and energy like kind of creating or like mm -hmm. doing other items or whatever. It's difficult getting staffs uh, here, uh, Nepali staffs, and uh, we've had non-Nepalese as well, like who, who have come and make momos and things like that. Because you, uh, you don't discriminate, you hire everyone, right? You don't have wait, to be wait, Nepali, right? No, 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 no. And, and not every Nepali make, can make, they say they yeah. can make momos, but the one they come That's from... That's a the, stereotype. Yeah. And they, they do say as well when we like talk yeah. on the phone, like for the interviews and yeah, things, okay. and and we give people like a paid trial shift. Mm -hmm. so, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so so we can see how they work. And every time, like when they say they can, they come and they can't actually. Oh. Uh, so we've had like quite a few like uh, trials even this last you know one weeks and so on. Like and and none of them can make. Whoa, you're you know? like a, <laughs> you're like you're like a master chef judge. Then you go. No. Mm, I know. Mm, it's, there's it, the door. It, no, it's, it's it's not the tasting of the momos. It's the wrapping. The wrapping. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, too yeah. thick. Too. No, too. We've got three kind of wraps, uh, yeah. like the style wrap we do. But like wrapping momos at home and wrapping like look yeah. over there, yeah. is it's a different thing, man. You have to level with the guys we have, cool, and man. and then you have to like you know you have to be quick. And you have to maintain the quality all the time. And then after that, you know, there's like, you know, parts of being professional as well. Like, you know, yeah. how you fit in with our team, how you, how professional you are, how mm -hmm. well you clean, 
you know, how serious you take, like, regulations and laws, you know, like, hygiene and all this stuff, you know, it's mm -hmm. not just making more money, like, yeah. there's, you, know, you have to be a good worker, a good professional, you know, a worker, just like, like, how you would be anywhere else. Right, yeah. So, we are very serious about those things, and not everyone can live up to that. And that's, you know, all the, the and we, we, and it's not easy. I mean, I could like just put like, you know, all kinds of people in there and just make moves, all that. But you know, if, if the whole operation is not maintained properly or you don't have the right kind of stuff, it just goes down, do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. And that also reflects on, in the food. We it have. does. No, because true. It's true. Because you said the type of wrapping, uh, I think part of success, especially in Nepali restaurants, is about consistency, right? Yeah. You've got a distinctive style of like wrapping and everything, right? Yeah. So I guess I can see where it, you've come it, from. It's just yeah. to like distinguish the momo. So like you got the chicken yeah. momo. Uh, when you see it, you know it's chicken momo. When you see the beef momo, the huh? way it's wrapped, you know that's beef. I mean, and I'd say us. it's quite consistent because yeah, yeah. we've, we've been to some restaurants where, you know, the different shapes are different things. Depending on different, the day. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Depending on the yeah. day, the mood. Uh, yeah. uh, but yeah, it's very hard in the moment I mean, game, right? It's, yeah, it is. I mean, also for us to be consistent, you know, like sometimes the mix are not tasting the way you're supposed to do. Yeah. Sometimes the outsides are mm. like not consistent. So we are like also like uh, trying to standardize our thing as much as possible. And it, it has been one of my struggles. I think since, that's a struggle since, since in these restaurants, right? Yeah, but, yeah. But standardization, yeah. Yeah, but I mean... I mean, so far, I mean, you know, people have come and people have said, like, okay, but it's still tasty, they said, and they eat it. It would be like, kind of, that's what we work in, like, in a kind of standardized. So I need to, like, I don't know, like, sneak into McDonald's or so, some of these places <laughs> and, like, see what they do, you know I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, okay, so one part of a struggle that everyone's faced is this pand pandemic, right? And, or, you know, the restaurant, food, and beverage industries, everything's yeah. been in lockdown. How have yeah. you guys coped in House of Momo? Uh, we had to adapt. Simple as that. What was business and, uh, like? Actually, uh, we got very busy, to be honest with you, like wow, okay. the takeaway side of things. And uh, it was uh, it was hard to handle in the beginning. And mm -hmm. also, it was it was very difficult. We had to like hire new people. We got busy, you know. Uh, uh, and uh, and also, like, the kind of people we were, like, kind of getting uh, during that time was, like, uh, was tricky as well because there was a lot of, you know, okay. uh, people <laughs> that we had to go through. And, uh, <laughs> and it was crazy times. People were ordering from home and uh, everything mm -hmm. was closed around okay. here. Mm -hmm. We were closed for a couple of weeks and then I decided to come back after a couple of weeks just to take away and add a delivery to the thing. Before okay. we only had Uber Eats. Yeah. So at uh, that time we uh, got delivery and uh, just eat. So it got really super busy. So it was difficult again. So we, I didn't have enough staff to like kind of you know, deal with that and to make, you know, so it, it was, so somehow I managed, we managed to survive basically through, mm. through lockdown, doing takeaways wow. basically. <laughs> Part of that now, the, the world we live in with these digital platforms, right? Yeah. They help a lot, right? Help they're, a lot, but they do take a lot as well. Well, okay. I mean, it's a huge chunk, you know, I mean, like, because, okay, you're getting busy, but they're also taking like 30% and also the wow. food is, you know, I mean, there's a lot of refunds involved and there's a lot of problems, you know, I mean, you know, it's it's okay, you know, but it's not something you just want to, you know, so it's good that we are now, you know, out of that situation. Okay. And hopefully not another not lockdown, but but there is definitely, it's, it's a very, you know, like a good, uh, good, uh, the takeaway side of things is good as well because, you know, you, you know, you can still survive, right? but yeah. you know, you have to adapt. we had to adapt, mm -hmm. do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And uh, it was easy for us to adapt because of the size of the business, maybe where as well, like you know, some some places, I mean, you know, the bigger places, you know, maybe oh, yeah. couldn't adapt quickly because mm -hmm. to the situation and a lot of, yeah, it was a difficult time for the whole industry, I guess, as all, you know. Okay, so a change of topic now. I'm going back to you because you said you originally started with music. So do you want to tell us a bit about music, what you did? Uh, during that time, I had a band, Yak Attack, 
uh, and then did that. And uh, all the promotion businesses and things, which was the main bread and butter. Yeah. Because uh, playing in the band, I mean, you know, we would get like, you know, maybe we're lucky that 500 to 600 pounds for a gig, whatever. <laughs> you know. It's but, a struggle, you know, yeah. Yeah, but my main source of income was through, you know, promoting. Uh, I mean, what uh, was your, like, I mean, what has been your, or what was your, like, uh, biggest, I guess, success stories promoting? Uh, or well, one events. of the biggest events I've done, and a lot of Nepali people know about that, is the Nepal Thegi at mm -hmm. Wembley Arena in 2013. Uh, it was around this time, actually, like in August. Mm -hmm. And it was the first, basically, it was the first Nepali concert done in a major venue like yeah. Wembley Arena. Mm -hmm. And before that, like people even hadn't done like even smaller venues, you know, like Brixton Academies. Yeah, and yeah. now it's become common, and it's, that, that's great. And and before that, like it was always some small venue or a restaurant. Mm -hmm. They would bring artists from Nepal. And you'll find like singers singing next to the buffet. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. like, so that's a, that's a big step up, isn't that it? Was right? a, that was a big yeah. step up, and uh, you know it was intentional, and uh, yeah, uh, 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 yeah. So it was it was good experience. Uh, did you enjoy I, it, or was it stressful? It, I I did enjoy it, but it was kind of uh, kind of stressful as well because you know it was uh, so, such a big taking, and mm. then there was a lot of things to. Yeah, it was uh, it was a learning experience to be honest with you, and that that was good. I I did it with Porsche production guys. Yeah. So yeah, I lost a lot of money, uh, <laughs> which is all good. <laughs> <laughs> what you see? So you actually lost money during that event? Yeah, yeah, I, I did, I did actually. But I don't see that as okay. I lost money, but okay. I don't see. It as a loss that I did the event, you know what I mean? Right, yeah, I even, mean, no, even, yeah. even after losing money, you know. The, the experience the, is phenomenal, yeah. The response, the, yeah. you know, the, the event got, you know, and and, and, the, mm -hmm. and how happy Nepalese people were, and all of a sudden this like kind of like people were like, and I ended up actually uh, becoming like kind of, uh, uh, helping a lot of promoters to uh, uh, sponsor their artists, like Uzzani. So from then, okay. uh, uh, with my uh, partner, business partner, uh, Caroline Donkley, We've been bringing like sponsoring Nepali artists since then. Oh wow! Uh, and a lot of the Nepali promoters they they come to me like maybe are we you know uh, to for for sponsoring artists getting okay. artist visa like mm -hmm. the, the work permit. And I've seen yeah. a trend here. You're importing artists, coffee. Now you're yeah. gonna import cooks, right? So you like <laughs> cook? Like, what do you mean, like cook? Yeah. But we're going to ask about it now. You know, yes, I mean, definitely, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Nepali at heart. Yeah. Nepali, you know what I mean? So, you know, I take that wherever oh, we yeah. go, and we all yeah. do, don't we? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, and I've somehow, you know, um, managed to kind of capitalize on it. I mean, not in a big way or anything like that, but, you know, just because, it's, you know, yeah. if, if anything, I've, I've, I've lost more money. To be Like I said, like in the Wembley Arena, it wasn't just about you know, making money. I mean, yeah. it would have been great if I had made money, of course, you know. <laughs> but we lost money, but even then, like, like, it didn't feel like, you know, that was a, you know, great experience. And then Culture was a good yeah, thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Friends, well, yeah. I just don't want to, like, sort of rant, like, you know, uh, not rant, sorry, uh, go on, on and on <laughs> about, like, what I did in the past and this, that, and the other, you know, I don't want to bore the people too much. But thank you for giving me the opportunity, you know, as well. But, but, but I, I want to, like, say about Shuba G. Okay. Okay, which is my current thing. Yeah. Right. Okay. So right. I'm like, uh, yes, Shuba G, yeah, yeah. Uh, reggae yeah. artist. All right. Okay. Okay. Up and coming, California born, London based, mm -hmm. and uh, just released my single, uh, first single in 2019, and I've got like a few singles after that. Uh, I've got a Nepali <coughs> uh, single as well, Salam Namaste, a version. Okay. Of Chukul Kondan, and yeah, basically working on my solo project. 
you know what I mean? Um, so I'm making Nepali tunes as well, but I've got like, you know, sort of a set I, I'm trying to develop. YouTube is yeah. Instagram, you know, I'm Instagram, there, you know, okay. for, uh, YouTube and everything, you know, but there will be more stuff coming through, you know, in the coming days, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And uh, okay. so, yeah, that's my music thing at the moment, mm -hmm. current one, man. Okay, so, you nice. know, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. And well, sorry, Kingsland Heights as well. My sound system, London based sound system. Okay. Kingsland Heights. Kingsland okay. Heights. Okay. These yeah. are a lot of things to promote now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Kingsland Heights. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. All right. Um, uh, so I was going to say, yeah, that, no, that's that's why we wanted to talk to you because obviously you're a man of many talents, right? And you Jack, had a lot Jack of, of all, master of none. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, you've achieved a lot since you've been to London, I'd say. Yeah, so do you have any words of inspiration for anyone, fellow Nepal, Nepali people who, you know... In a similar situation or just or, starting out? Or just starting out because you're an entrepreneur, you're yeah. an event organ... Oh, well, that's the entrepreneur itself. But yeah, just words of wisdom or yeah, advice. Well, you know, just, just be yourself, man. Do your thing, you know? And, uh, you know, follow your heart, you know? But, like, you know, use your mind to, like, sort of a guide where your heart wants to go, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, and just, you know, enjoy life. Just take it easy, man. You know, everybody has their own pace. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and uh, what, is more, what is most important is for people to, like, kind of, uh, you know, learn about themselves more, mm -hmm. I guess, you know what I mean? And, and also the world around us, you know what I mean? And, and just... Move with uh, move with love in your heart, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and, and do the best you can. You know, you yeah. could be like a waiter right now in your life, or you could be like uh, whatever, you could be a student. Or just enjoy that moment, whatever it is, and just, uh, you know, and, and do your best. You know, if you're just having fun out there, traveling, doing things, just do that, man. Just enjoy, you know, meet <laughs> all the people you want to meet, do all the crazy things, you know, just... Uh, but yeah, move with love in your heart and also, you know, I mean, like, you know, we are, you know, you know, we are human beings, you know, we live in a society, we live in a community, do you know what I mean? It's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, you know, you have to, you know, we have to think also about not just us, other people yeah. as well. It's not only just about the money, do you know what I mean? Like, you guys are coming, doing here, doing this thing, you know, giving me a platform and things like that, do yeah. you know what I mean? You're doing for the love uh, of the people, community to share and yeah. grow. So, you know, and uh, yeah, man, but... Uh, yeah, just uh, just do your thing, be yourself, you know, and, and, cool. and keep progressing, you know. Mm. And then the most important question, I guess, the final and most important question, what do you, what, what sort of tarkari do you like with your dalbad? Oh my God, that's a difficult one. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I'm going to be really naughty and I'm going to say like, you know, I'm, 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 Kajuga Masu and Bad is my thing these days. Okay. You know? <laughs> so tarkari, like, you know, I, I do like, Vegetable tarka as well. So alu gobi is 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 okay. uh, with chopsticks. Is <laughs> you know what? Yeah, uh, I might try something though. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that was Suba G, um, man of many talents, restauranter, entrepreneur, rock star, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. reggae reggae artist, reggae yeah, artist. Yes. Yeah. Suba G. Thank you for listening. Thank you guys. very much, guys. Appreciate Thank you. it. Thank Thanks. you very much. Okay.